everyone has shower thoughts and sometimes i'm just in the shower and i'm just like i can't believe i'm not in prison right now mm. this is god's grace and then i think about wow. it and i'm like no, no no i can't believe he is alive right now yeah like he showed like god showed mercy on both of us that night but he was more deserving of the mercy because he was innocent mm. and i was just thankful that he was alive what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the OK Lord podcast. I'm so excited to have you listening in today. Wherever you are, you could be doing anything else, but for whatever reason, you're listening in. So thank you. Guys, this episode right here is part two to a two-part series with Matt Falone. If you want to hear more about his story and his testimony and all the things that God has brought him through and just his life in general, go back and listen to the most recent episode or the most previous episode. And yeah, here's part two. You're going to hear a really crazy story of something that he encountered within the past year or so. And it is actually so crazy. So listen in, lock in, guys, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear Matt's story. All right, here we go. But something happened recently that Serafina was telling me about. And when she told me about this story that that you encountered, it was kind of just confirmation that you had to come on this podcast because it was truly amazing, truly incredible, and such a testimony. I just want to give you the floor because you know exactly what I'm talking about. So just feel free to share what you want. That So guys, the story is crazy, so listen in. All right, so... What Kaylee is talking about is a car accident that I got into. This was right before my first semester of my sophomore year. So I'm a sophomore currently in my second semester, which just started. So pretty much six months ago, maybe maybe a little bit more. But that was probably around the time frame I got into the accident. So I was going to Salisbury because the semester is about to start. So Serafina had been at my house. And in Mount Airy, and uh, we were there, and uh, she stayed that night, and then we packed in the morning, and we left for Salisbury because that's just what we were doing. And I remember just kind of dealing with some sin that I had fallen into recently, and I was just not in the right mind space. And I remember going onto my back deck before we left, and I was praying. It was like midday, and I'm just like looking at the clouds and looking at God's creation. I'm like, start praying. At this point. I would say that I had a relationship with Jesus and, you know, I'd gone through a lot of mess ups in my senior year. I mean, we didn't talk about my senior year and my freshman year of college, but it was just a lot of uh, unrepentant sin. Mm -hmm. But I had a big wake up call. Anyways, now we're here and we were driving. So we were on 50, Route 50, and we're going through a town called Easton, which is between Mount Airy and Salisbury and it's closer to Salisbury. So we were about an hour away. We stopped at a Taco Bell, and uh, we were just eating and hanging out. And we took two separate cars. So once we finished Taco Bell, Serafina went in her car, and I went in my car. And I'm pretty sure I told her, like, just drive ahead, drive ahead of me. Or she had already started driving, and I was still doing something. So I was behind. So we, we got onto the road, and I hadn't put on my maps yet. So when I pulled out onto 50, I got on my phone, and... I'd called Serafina. I was talking to her on the phone and I had my maps pulled up. I was asking her as I was driving down 50, I was asking her, I was like, where are you at? Cause like, you're ahead of me. Like I got to catch up to you. And then she, and I was like, how much time do you have left on your maps? And it was like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Mine says just a few minutes behind. So I'm gonna try to catch up to you. And this whole time I'm like, I'm going down 50, going like 50 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking down at my phone 
and I look up and like just just it happened it was so fast there was a man there's a man riding his bicycle and the light was red and I had no idea it was red because I was looking at my phone I was looking on my maps and I look up and there's just no like there's just no stopping it was just like an instant I I hit him and it was just this horrible noise. It was a super loud noise. And um, I had no idea what had just happened, but I knew I just hit someone. And I was going so fast. And I slammed on the brakes. And I pulled. And it was a rainy night, too. And it was just bad weather conditions. But I pulled down off the side of the road. And I started freaking out. And then I started, like, hyperventilating. Because I, I was like, I just killed someone. And I remember hanging up on Serafina. But I accidentally FaceTimed her. Like, mm-hmm. it, when I put my phone in my pocket, like, it FaceTimed her. So, like, she could, which was just, like, really, yeah, like, that needed to happen. Wow. Which was just crazy that it accidentally called her back. Or I think I hung up. I don't know. I don't really even remember. Mm-hmm. I was freaking out. So yeah. I got out of my car, and I, I'm running through the rain. I'm sprinting toward the intersection, and he's just, the man's just laying there, and he's mm-hmm. just yelling. He's just mm-hmm. in so much pain. And I didn't know what to do. Because I was, I was so scared, and I like kind of knelt down in the intersection, like maybe like a few feet from him, and I was just praying, and I was crying, and I was just praying that God would have mercy on him because he didn't, de- he didn't deserve it at all, and he was yelling in pain, and like there was it was, it was bloody, and I was just in shock. I got, I was just in shock, and I couldn't, I felt so, I just couldn't get myself to like go to him. Because I was so scared, and I was, I remember him yelling like when I was running toward him. He was he yelled. It was red. Like he was like he was like in pain, and he didn't know I was coming toward him at that time. But he was just yelling, and that's when it, I because I didn't know what the color of the light was. Mm. Because I was just, I was just I was on my phone. So I'm sitting there. It's hard to like, <laughs> it's hard to search back to this because I was so like emotional. Mm-hmm. It was, I can't even like, like even me thinking about it, I can't replicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like your adrenaline was going. Yeah. And like you're scared. I mean, you just hit a person like that. It's terrifying. It's not something that you just brush off, you know? Yeah. Well, if you eventually got there because I, I realized that she was on FaceTime and um, I told her where I was and then she had come to me and then I was still on the side of the road, just like praying and freaking out and like. Police came, everyone came, and Serafina was there with me. She was hugging me and comforting me. The man, his name was uh, Spencer. I learned that later. But he, I looked up at him, and he looked at me. And even though, like, we were, like, a little bit far from each other, like, he, when we met eyes, he just said, he was like, it's okay. Like, he just, he just said, it's okay. And then he said it again. He said, it's okay. And I, I like, I shook my head. I was just like, no, like, I just, like, was killed him how can like how can it be okay even though he was the one saying it was okay mm-hmm. and like I, it, it definitely comforted me i mean like it saved me a lot of <laughs> it saved me a lot of like pain but i felt so bad mm-hmm. right like, how could he have forgiven me yeah for that and like when i think back it's a miracle that i'm not in prison right now yeah that i wasn't convicted for murder because i was distracted mm-hmm. I was speeding and because of my foolishness I almost took a man's life mm, yeah. 
like, like being on your phone too and yeah everyone has shower thoughts and sometimes i'm just in the shower and i'm just like i can't believe i'm not in prison right now mm. this is god's grace and then i think about wow. it and i'm like no, no no i can't believe he is alive right now yeah like he showed like god showed mercy on both of us that night but he was more deserving of the mercy because he was innocent mm. and i was just thankful that he was alive i was, I was very thankful there's a long process and you know i I think an ambulance or a helicopter came. I'm not sure. And I was just so out of it. I was just like dead staring. And yeah. I had like no thoughts in my mind. And cops came. I like wrote, wrote down like my report and stuff. And then we just went on our way. We mm-hmm. left my car. We left in one of the parking lots because Serafina drove it. Because I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to drive. Yeah. And she parked it somewhere. And then we took her car. And I kept going to Salisbury. And mm-hmm. then we were on our way. And I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, how can I just keep going? Yeah, like, what do you even do now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, gosh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I still feel bad because, like, I got away scot-free, mm. which I didn't because there were charges. I had four charges on me. But when we were driving away from the scene, like, a few hours after, and then we were finally able to go, I had remembered, I had thought about how much this situation was like the gospel. Because I, I knew how guilty I was, mm-hmm. and I knew how much I'd wronged Spencer, and how mm-hmm. much I'd wronged God. And then started thinking about Spencer like Jesus. And that because of my foolishness and my sin, innocent man died. And I came to that realization, and it reminded me of prayer that I prayed on the balcony mm-hmm. before, I left for, <laughs> before I left for Salisbury. And I was on the balcony, and I, never, I don't pray like this. And it's weird that I said it because I've never said something like this before. Mm. And I told God, because I was mourning my sin, and I told God to break my heart for what breaks his heart. Mm. And it like it just clicked on the car ride. Mm. What breaks God's heart? Wow. And it's when innocent blood is shed. And I, it was my hands that had shed the blood of an innocent man. And it's the same thing with Jesus. I mean, he willingly went to the cross, but he did that because that was the only way that we could be reconciled to mm. God. If he paid the fine for our sins, if he experienced the punishment and the wrath of God, mm. that we could be forgiven. And Spencer, an innocent man, his blood was shed. And I almost killed him because of the things that, the, the foolishness that I was doing. It was all clicking. How God answered a prayer. And I mean, obviously I wouldn't expect that to yeah. happen. But in his mercy, Spencer lived. Oh. And I'm just so thankful. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful. Because he was innocent, like he deserved life. And even if he, like, for some reason wasn't, he still deserves yeah. to live. And to think that, like, and also to see that come from my doing, I don't know. It was very, mm. it was a lot of things. Yeah. Humbling yeah. was one of them and really scary. But mm. also painted a picture of God's love, yeah. God's mercy. I mean, that is so tragic. You know, like that's such a, like it's bizarre. Like, like it, it's just crazy, you know, what happened. And the fact that God chose you to have that story to tell, right? Obviously, it's not about us. Like, it's God's glory, right? But, like, he chose you so that you would understand his love for you even more. Because, like, even when he was there, you know, like, you taken away in an ambulance, you couldn't do anything. Do you want to talk about the court and everything like that? Yeah. Because that is just so crazy. Yeah. 
So I like I said, I had four charges and there's a court case and there's a bunch of insurance things too. And my parents were devastated. I mean, of course it's like in me, I'm their son, so of course they're devastated. But they're also mm-hmm. devastated that like they're devastated for this man's life. My parents, mm-hmm. they're very I think they have good hearts. <laughs> they were willing to pay off anything he needed, insurance wise, medically wise. Mm-hmm. We were just so thankful that he was alive and like leading up to that we we had this schedule or a court case was scheduled and it was like a few it was like in october i think so it was about two months after it all happened mm-hmm. and we had hired a lawyer and everything and like everything was set up the court case was all set up and all we had to do was attend it we had a lawyer and we weren't planning on like the lawyer is in place so that i could just get reduced because i had a Mm. reckless Mm. one which probably Mm. would have suspended my license and but we go to court and it's in easton which is where it happened and spencer's from easton Mm. and the shop's from easton so the chances of like because there is always a chance that no one shows up and then the case is dropped Mm. and then the chances of that were super low Mm. like my even the lawyer was like it's probably not gonna happen so Mm. he was just thinking of alternatives like okay this is Either they don't waive it and then you your license gets suspended or right. they drop the reckless and then you get mm-hmm. points and there's just like there's a bunch of stuff. And I'm waiting in the courtroom and they call our case up and it's me and my t- attorney and we're standing there and no one shows up. Mm. Spencer didn't show up and the cop didn't show up. And then he lists my charge, the judge lists my charges and then oh. he says they've been cleared. And then I just like can't believe and then I sit down on this little side chair and the judge in the court case because they have to wait for them to print like a pap- some papers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, like I, I no words. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't even know how to, like, I was like, well, I'm worthless right now <laughs> because yeah. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And my attorney was speechless and my parents were crying. It was just like, I had been dropped. Like, all, everything had been dropped. And like, I was guilty of... I was guilty. It was, again, it was like a gospel thing. I was guilty yeah. of all those charges, but I walked a free man. And that I didn't is so even, cool. <laughs> I felt like I had just been so overwhelmed with just, like, God's love, and I felt, at the same time, so undeserving of it. Yeah. Like, I didn't deserve that. Yeah. My gosh. I didn't deserve... I should have been working those fines and paying things off. I should have yeah. had all those points, but I didn't, like... I can't have words for that except for God, yeah. that God did that. And it's like Barabbas, like how Jesus took Barabbas's place on yeah. the cross. Like yep. Barabbas was a murderer. Like he, he committed all these sins where he deserved to die that death. But then Jesus was like, no, I'll go. And like he paid it off. And like you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like made new, washed clean. Like you don't have to carry that anymore. He was like, I already paid it for you. It's okay. That is amazing. Yeah. God is so good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And he used something that was so devastating to show you more of his love. Mm -hmm. And that's just what he does in our lives. He takes really horrible things and he makes them beautiful. Yeah. And like now you have this new divine understanding of his divine nature of his forgiveness, of mm-hmm. his mercy that maybe you didn't fully understand before until you feared punishment, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
makes me think of first john 4 it says um for there is no fear in love for fear has to do with punishment but perfect love casts out fear and like because of god's perfect love you don't have to be afraid you know mm-hmm. he already paid it you're not going to be punished and that was just god's way of showing you his divine mercy wow i, I mean like it's like overwhelming yeah like his mercy is overwhelming because i don't know i well, i do know because it's if you don't deserve it it's, mm-hmm. it's a debt you can't pay back mm-hmm. have you gone to like talk to spencer or anything since then no we had reached out through at the time our insurance company and that he said that like he was like it's all it's all good like accidents happen like he was just we weren't allowed to or we weren't sure if we're allowed to directly talk to him mm-hmm. but through our insurance they said the people talked to him and then they talked to us and said that that's what he said that it was all good. Like he, it's okay. And like, like he said when he was like, you know, in the street. So, wow. Now I'd I'd written a letter, but I didn't send it, mm. and I haven't sent it because I, I think I'm gonna write another letter. Mm. Wow. So how do you feel like this whole story has changed the way that you live your life differently since all of this happened? It showed me that I'm constantly in need of. God and I need dependency on God in prayer and I need to not make unwise decisions like looking at my phone while I drive mm. and it's just helped me get into those things more and to do them less or not at all because you never know like it's you know it's people might think it's cliche like oh you never know when something's gonna happen mm-hmm. or you never know when you're gonna die yeah. but you don't I never I never could have thought that was gonna happen so actually for a bit, I, was, I, feared, I feared that happening again. Mm. So I was super anxious driving. I had to, before every intersection, I would slow down, even if it was green. Mm. And I still, I still do sometimes because I, I just can't go through it. Yeah. Even it's green. And I have to like, and I catch myself staring at the light. And like, even when it's green, my mind makes me think it's red. And then like, I just, so it's been hard. Mm-hmm. It's been hard overcoming that. But it's taught me to, to depend on him. And there's a proverb that uh, talks about the wicked fear, sudden destruction. Mm-hmm. And so I had some thought about that. Mm-hmm. Now when I drive, my mind now has been recently controlled by that fear mm-hmm. of that sudden destruction of a biker coming out and me hitting them, of striking someone. And these like these images just like flash into your mind, like kind of like how they did when I was having the anxiety. The image just kind of flash in your mind, like these sudden flashes, and it makes you instantly anxious and fearing that sudden destruction. So I was learning to trust God with it. So I'm still having to submit my mind to God when I drive, because I don't want to inflict that. I don't. I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. And I know that I have control over what I do when I drive. Yeah. And like, I I can definitely, and I have, like, I can take this into other parts of my life too. We spend a lot of time in our cars, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like. That had become a place where, like, I could just relax. Mm. And now it's just fear. Mm. So I'm learning to give this to God and not to fear sudden destruction. Yeah. And it's teaching me to thank God for his mercy uh, that, you know, even though what happened was terrible, he's alive. You know, Spencer's alive, and that's all I could ask for. Yeah. I wasn't, I mean, when it comes to the court case, too, like, Mm. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I Part of me didn't even want that. Mm. I was almost like, uneasy about the thought of of me 
getting all my charges dropped yeah because i didn't deserve that yeah so like that's what i was saying like how god is like it's overwhelming yeah and accepting that grace can be so hard because you know you just didn't deserve it but it was so freely given to you Hmm. i just think about listening and they may have done something or gone through something they're like yeah i could never be forgiven ever like i've really wronged somebody but god's kindness overcomes that and his forgiveness also overcomes that and like you found that right like you're like yeah i just did not deserve for (laughs) to not be going to prison and to have all my charges dropped but you just get to receive it and that's what grace is for the moments where i'm like i'm terrible i just really hurt people and then the lord's like this is what grace is though like you don't deserve it but i'm gonna love you anyways and i'm gonna forgive you anyways and like it's so cool that now you have that deeper understanding of god's grace and forgiveness that you'll never forget ever and i picture you telling you and seraphina's children about this i mean like this is what grace is you know or your kids mess up right and then you're like yeah i've been there but god he forgives me and he forgave me. And I don't know. I just see it being a story for generations, you know? It's really cool. Even though it was really hard and it still is hard to think about and talk about sometimes. Yeah. But I really appreciate you sharing that because I know it's really hard. But people listening, if you don't know the gospel, that is a gospel right there. That is the gospel that somebody paid the debt that you deserved so that you could live in freedom. And now you get to walk in freedom. And now you get to navigate what freedom looks like right now, right? Because you're like, how do I live freely? But like, you live like you have been freed. Like Mm -hmm. your debt has been paid. You don't still dwell in the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Like, yeah, feel the weight of what happened and remember what you've been saved from. But like, you walk in freedom because you have been freed and you're no longer bound to it anymore. So I really appreciate you sharing that story. Of course. Well, cool. Um, I really appreciate you just sharing everything that you shared. I really, I know that it blessed somebody somewhere. It's just a testimony, testimonies after testimonies of God's goodness and faithfulness. But do you have anything else to add before we wrap this up? To the listener, Jesus loves you. And he died on a cross to pay the debt of your sins. And he thought of you on the cross. Then he was buried. And three days later, he rose from the dead conquering sin and death so if you put your trust in him you can walk in freedom you can walk in a life of love and in god's grace and in his mercy and trial is guaranteed and suffering is guaranteed but god will be with you Mm -hmm. so to the unbeliever i just want to encourage you to trust jesus and take a look into the gospels and to the believer i just thank you for listening and kaylee i also thank you a lot for having me on the podcast and i'm just so grateful that i was able to share about the glory of god and uh, the beautiful things he's done in my life a person like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> who would have known but god chooses the weak things out of the world so yeah bless yeah of course yeah i'm so glad that i could have you on here to share that and god meets us in our vulnerability right so yeah. Thank you for coming on here. I know that it was a lot to share and it can be heavy at times, but God is so good and he's given you freedom, you know, so it's amazing. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening to the OK Lord podcast. I pray that this blessed you in some way. I don't really know what way, you know, but 
I really, I know it did somehow. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I cannot wait to chat with you guys next time on the OK Lord podcast. See you guys. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, feel like okay. I literally like I remember something and then I go to that and I remember no, that and good. I haven't even gotten to driving yet. No, you're oh good. my gosh. No, you're fine. No, because okay. this is part of the story. Yeah. It's part of it is it like is, yeah. what you're what you prayed about was huge. We had hired a lawyer and everything and like everything was set up to do. Uh, <laughs> sorry. What was it? Sorry, Venus sneezed. Oh, I didn't even hear it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I hired a lawyer. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs>